Hey, Amy, I've got a joke for you. You ready? Yeah, sure. In Soviet Russia, M-C-U. I think I've heard that before. Dang it, we're always late to things! Talk nerdy to me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. baby. It's been a little bit, but it's hey, brand. it's been a while. several weeks. It's been a while. You can't ever say it's been anything without nope. referencing something. It's true. And I mean, why would you want to? Why would you want to reference something? Why would you want to say it without referencing something? Oh, yes. You, I would not. Hey, have you missed us? <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. Uh, we're we're getting back into the swing of things again. You know, life life uh, uh, finds a way. No, I think it's more time is a weird soup. soup. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it is. And today's serving is Black Widow. Yes, it is. Hey. As you, was there any hint or any? I don't know. It depends on how well that joke landed. Did would, it make a three-point hero landing? I hope so. But I thought of that joke immediately, and then it, then we took too long, and then the Honest Trailer used it. And I was like, dang it. Yes, well, I still have my opinions on it as a... It is a pure, 100% grade-A joke, and I will not hear any different. The end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to talk about our thoughts on Black Widow. We're yeah. going to kind of catch up on some stuff yeah. in the next couple episodes. Yeah, speaking of creative differences, what? her going after oh, Disney. Yeah. Well, in the interim of us watching that movie and now, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Yep, and Emma Stone's like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that too. We will not be reviewing Emma Stone's Cruella. <laughs> we <laughs> it, like dogs. I just, like, I, I don't need it. 101 Dalmatians is one of my favorite movies, like, from Disney, so I, I really don't need the there you go. story. We have another review in a review. That was our review of Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> so the title's going to be... Like, share, subscribe. Black, Black Widow review plus mini Cruella review. Mini. But, I don't know, do you think... Here, here... Let's be trend, trendy topics. Let's be trendy topics. Yes. Yes, trendy. Um, no, no, I just want Starbucks. Um, do you think her she will win her lawsuit? So basically, a lot of her salary was from back-end ticket sales. And because Disney has been doing Disney Premier Access, it is not in her contract to also get money from the Premier Access sales. And so she's saying that she's been cheated out of, like, Hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever. Millions. Who knows? I mean, ScarJo aside, I won't, we won't get into that. Hers, things that she has said. She's but a complicated I, lady. Yep. Uh, we're all complicated ladies deep down inside. That's true. Or not deep down at all. Sometimes on the surface and you want your money. And, you know, I, I honestly hope that she wins just because I think it's, the precedent is good. Yeah. And, you know, I... 
I, I, I know that Disney's like, well, you know, COVID and blame COVID. And it's like, you can't use that as an excuse to, no, to I, not pay your, to like shortchange your actors. I mean, Disney's already been involved in lawsuits with, they acquired, um, I think it's when they acquired Fox. Uh, I think the hashtag was like Disney pay me or something like that. But when they acquired Fox, they acquired all of the novelizations of the Fox movies that had happened. Mm. And so when that happened, one of the biggest of those people, the guy who does like the alien books and like he does like a lot of movie adaptations and Mm. is like a big name for it. Um, He was like the head of that lawsuit. Because Disney stopped paying royalties to the authors of these books because they said that they didn't buy out their obligations from Fox. And they're like, that's BS. You know, you can't just pick and choose what you acquire that way. And you can't just not pay us while you're still making money off of the thing. Like, you bought the company, you buy their outstanding whatever. Right. And so he won. Sorry, I clapped at you. <clears throat> so he won. But it's still a big thing for getting a lot of the smaller authors paid. And so to me, for as much as I don't care if Scarlett Johansson or any multi-million billion dollar celebrity figure gets more money, I think that the precedent of, you know, they make these deals with actors or creative people, or whoever, they have to fulfill their contract. And it was technically, like, a loophole. And I do think that by not renegotiating contracts that major pay, or even just, like, any pay, relied on back-end ticket sales when stuff like this happened is just bad form. And I think if they don't lose they'll keep finding ways to shortchange everybody. And while that doesn't mean much generally for, like, Scarlett Johansson or Emma Stone, who, like, make bunches of money, it means a lot for other people entering into that. Yeah, and, like, if if they can get away with it and, you know, it's totally fine, then I think other companies will be like, oh, okay, so we can do this too. And and it just... It starts a, another rabbit hole. And I'm sure there there is stuff with that. Like, I don't know what WB did when they started releasing stuff on HBO. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if they have something separate just because it hasn't come up. Because I feel like if, <laughs> if, if it was set up in a very similar way, then there would have been an outcry about that too. So I mean, maybe there was, or maybe it just wasn't public and they actually responded, you know, personally. Yeah. Without having to be sued. Because yeah. from what I understand, it says that like they reached out to Disney and Disney just didn't respond. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll. I'm sure we'll we'll find out about that if it is newsworthy. And would they have responded if she was not a woman? Who knows? I don't know. I mean that that's probably why it hits a little bit different still. Because I'm just like, is this something where if it was Robert Downey Jr. they would have been like, oh yeah, dude, it's cool. We'll pay you all the bucks. Yeah. I mean, my guess is, if I were a betting person, I would bet on... Yes. Yeah, that's exactly how it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who knows? Um, but, hey, 
this is not just a podcast reviewing Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit. It's reviewing her movie, but yep. not her. Because we don't need that kind of energy today. And while people won't be silenced, a certain <laughs> character in this char- in this movie was silenced. Sort oh, of. are we starting with that? Yeah, we don't. We only do spoilers. Oh so yeah, it's true. Here we go. Warning. Spoilers. Well, here, it's... here non-spoilery. I liked the movie. Me too. Okay, goodbye. Taskmaster, so, don't talk. <laughs> yeah, Taskmaster, don't talk. I mean, here's the thing. I don't. I didn't know much about Taskmaster in general. So I was fine. Uh, also, I liked I liked Tasmas. I mean, it's also like I know there are some comparisons to the the X Men <clears throat> Origins Deadpool of like being taking your taking your loudmouth sassy character and and muting them. Yeah, but I think if they decide to do something with her further, that like it wasn't. I don't think it was like a permanent thing. Or there's a way. No, she. We have ways <laughs> of making you talk, Taskmaster. I mean, like here's the thing: she didn't die. She wasn't. I mean, she also wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> like here's the thing: if she's if she is in future things, which it is set up that she's gonna be around. Um, yeah, I thought there were gonna be lots of people that died in this movie. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just the really gross dude. But. It's set up that she can still be around, whether or not she's a villain, question mark? Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, but overall, I thought it was fine. It was a twist, you know, and I am never sad when they make a character a girl instead. Yeah. I mean, so, like, my my biggest things with this is it did deal with stuff that I find really gross. That dude is gross. Hello, pheromone protection. I'm like, how stanky are you, yeah, sir? Yeah, that's the question. Is just like, what kind of stank does this dude have that apparently reaches far away? Because some people are like, well, she can just stand far away and shoot him with the gun. It sounds like that stank travels for miles. <laughs> it sounds like every time he enters some area, he just lets off like a stank bomb. I mean, I can relate to that. I know how that goes. It's true. Sometimes you just... Honestly, you should learn how to harness that power. You'll be safe from everything. I mean, I don't want to because that dude is gross. I will find another <laughs> way of like, I don't know. My, this repellent? My farts can bring happiness to people. <laughs> I don't know. That's your superpower? <laughs> I mean, the world would be a better place if my, if my farts did make people happy. I mean, it's true. Just fart out happy gas? Yep. I can change the world. <laughs> uh, so, we said we liked it. I We both kind of agreed it was kind of like in the middle yeah. as far as like the tier of the, the Marvel movies. And I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. No. I mean, like, here's the thing. Not every movie has to be groundbreaking. And I think if, you know, this movie had come out. When it was supposed to? When it, sh- well, when it was supposed to or like pre- death of black widow like i think it probably could have hit different um i think that one anything that came out after wandavision isn't as good as wandavision (laughs) (laughs) and it it's not. do we do we have a term for that yet of like post wanda post uh what was the name of the town oh i don't sunny view or something no not sunny view no that's 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 fear street (laughs) Oh gosh! It started with a W. 
I forget what it is, but it started with a W. Wanda Town. Yep. Westview. Westview. There That's we go. It. I had the view part right. <laughs> yep. Just not the direction. <laughs> Sunny is a direction? Nope. <laughs> but West is. Um, But basically, like, the big... There was no big twist. And maybe there would have been had it not come out after Falcon Winter Soldier. Maybe. Uh, and, and it's another thing <clears throat> we discussed because... And even on here, on our podcast, about Phase 4 being kind of wibbly-wobblied a little bit in mm. the timeline, the timey wimeyness I mean, of it. doesn't that fit, though? It does. I mean, the fact that the Phase 4 launch was kind of <laughs> hodgepodge all over the place with stuff, I was like, yeah, I agree. It, mm. it, it tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the, the reveal of Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character, it had the same impact I think they got kind of lucky with that in that her appearance on Falcon Winter Soldier felt just as much of a ooh as it did in this. Yeah, I mean, I... I, It's just a matter of that Falcon Winter Soldier got the ooh first. Yeah, I think the bigger ooh from this is that uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena, is working for her. Mm-hmm. I think that was the bigger ooh than her popping up again. Because I was just like, oh, hey there. <laughs> um, So, like, that was, like, fine. Um, I like Florence Pugh a lot. I think she's the best thing in that movie. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that one. Uh-uh. She reminded me a heck of a lot of uh, Killing Eve. Very Villanelle. In her stuff with like accent and mannerisms, but less psychotic. Some people are like <clears throat> talk, trying to talk about just the weird, not the weird, but the dynamic of the Avengers in this world of like popularity wise and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, how did that gas station person not know that she was Black Widow and on the run and stuff? I mean, my thought for that, I, I was going to mm-hmm. say maybe the person didn't speak English and that's why. I mean, that's not why they're speaking English, because, you know. I mean. If, anyway, but. I mean, have you have you seen the stories from Tony Hawk? Yeah. Who is arguably the most popular and well-known skater ever, <laughs> and no one ever recognizes him. Can we get that in a, somewhere in the MCU? It, it could be a Disney Plus in a movie, somewhere mm-hmm. of just Tony Hawk, and then just something with that. Maybe. And people not recognizing him. I mean, we're having a show about Hawkeye. It fits in there somewhere. There you go. You found it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, I don't recognize people all the time. And I worked in, like, areas where there are celebrities. And so, like, sometimes I'm just like, are you a person? Do you just look like a person? Like, what's the deal? I think what people don't realize when it comes to, like, celebrity sightings is, like, one, it's easier to recognize someone if they mean a lot to you. But two, you're, when you're just out walking about in your daily life, you're not programmed to, like, look for people. <laughs> like the Where's Waldo. Yeah. Like... So, like, you're not just actively looking. Where's <laughs> Natasha? Yeah. So, unless they come up and directly engage with you. There's a high likelihood that you would just, like, miss it. Yeah, it's true. And unless you live somewhere like Los Angeles or New York, it's like seeing someone that 
Mm-hmm. You have seen like, before. Because, like, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Why would an Avenger be in my random gas station? It's that good. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But, yeah, I... That that was... That's fine. I... I will always go back to this because it's stuck in my head. Um, some One of our friends on made a comment about how it was the Rogue One of Marvel movies. <laughs> and I still just think that's the perfect description. Yeah. It is perfect. I, I agreed. And yeah. <clears throat> Episode's over, man. They yeah. called it. <laughs> yeah. Was no, it Bryce? Yeah, it was Bryce. Okay. Good well, job, Bryce. Good job, Bryce. You don't listen to our podcast, but good job, Bryce. Uh. Yeah, and something that I know because of the 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 timeline of this compared to mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame and stuff, uh, I wasn't sure if it would land, but I was surprised at myself how much I was like, oh, "It's the vest," because I called it like really early, and you I was did. like, "Oh wow, that's the vest from Infinity War," and you know, it's like, "Oh, a part of her sister she carries with her and stuff," and. They definitely, by the end of the movie, make a thing of it. Yeah, but but you clocked it right away. Yeah, but I was surprised by how much I cared about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I shouldn't care it's a vest, but I think part of it is that it was it was a, a gateway into Yelena's personality, mm-hmm. and so that's why it kind of fit. And, yeah. like, you know, we have this connection to the, the other movie, which, you know, I, I think would have had the same impact if Black Widow was released before Infinity War. Yep. Or made or, or done before Infinity War. Because it's like, oh, look, she's wearing the vest. She actually kept it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would have mm. been the same either way. Uh, but, yeah, it, it I like that it was just, you know, something quirky to... That's when you started uh, seeing a lot of... She also, in uh, Infinity War, started to wear her hair the same way mm-hmm. when it started growing up. Yep, and she had it mm. blonde for a little bit. Yeah. Uh so, you know, uh, the things that it tied to Natasha's story, I feel like would have had the same impact. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the retroactive it... this ki- is kind of weird in some places because it would have worked mm-hmm. if it came before. Yeah. And like, so like there is like a, a, a sadness to watching like the happy moments because yeah. you know she doesn't make it. Though, the only reason I like the mom is because it's Rachel Weisz. Yeah. Every other thing about her. Yeah. She's, uh, I mean, you know, they kind of gloss over it a little bit at the end, but it's like, you know, we can forgive all the all the other widows because they were basically brainwashed. Mind con- brainwashed well, they were controlled. human trafficked, brainwashed, and then mind controlled. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you all get a pass. But her character was in her right mind and it's, you know, constantly lauded as a genius and all of the stuff. Like, she knew exactly what she was doing. And so all of her choices are of her own volition. Yep. And she was part of the people who helped them mind control people. Yeah. And then also tortured pigs. Yep. And so I'm like, man. The power of Rachel Weiss knows no bounds because I'm like, I still kind of like her. Almost, only because it's her. The the dad guy's fine. Yeah. He's... He... Like, he also had the same problems, but you can see that he's dumb. Yeah. And, like... 
I mean, that's the difference. It's, it, like, it really is. He like, was, he was, you know, in his right mind, but he was given this kind of uh, fake, this, this kind of false he, mantra of like, yes, yeah, you're doing the right thing. And yeah, like, and you're doing was, this for your country. He was sold on being the hero of his own country. Yeah. Cause he was like the red guardian and he was the, the, their version of like Captain America. Right. And, and so he was just duped. Uh, she was not duped. She I knew mean, exactly. Maybe she was a little bit in like the do things for your country way in like in a way, but there's a point in which, you you can be talked into working for this organization and doing research. The moment you start seeing that research being used to hurt, especially children, then if you say that's because, okay. Yeah, because, you know, we're forgetting, they said that one in, it was like one in nine or ten or something like that, like only a very small percentage of them even survive mm-hmm. the process. It's just like, dang, it's messed up. Yeah, I mean, the opening of that movie, once they get caught, is rough. Yeah, but I mean, it it had a really good open. I really liked the opening. <clears throat> yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people saying, like, it feels uh, like the tone of it. Aside from, like, the difference in tone from, like, a little bit at the end of the movie that goes a bit more marbly. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, in general, it's a lot darker than people expected from an MCU movie. Because it's a lot more real, like the flashes and the cutaways and yeah. I mean, referencing our all favorite, all loving Wandavision. I mean, that was one of my that was one of the hooks of that show for me. Is you know we have having the wacky stuff and the 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 silliness of the and the intrigue of the mm-hmm. sitcom and stuff, but that sort of dark underlayer. And I personally like that about this movie. I mean, I would say that I think with the 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 MCU happenings of that we've seen come out so far of Phase Four, um, they're definitely trying to hit home more about emotional impact and trauma, like the consequences yeah. to a person. Yeah. Like, not not even just fully society as a whole, though, like, Falcon Winter Soldier did address that, but, like, how it affects a person individually to go through all of this stuff. And that seems to be a big focus. Yeah. On top of the zany, multiverse, time, wibbly-wobbly stuff. Yeah. No, agreed. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we talked about that a little bit in our in our MCU or our Phase 4 episode. Yep. But, yeah, I I like that as a as a... A plot point, just consequences. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, do you ever just watch some of the stuff now and just think back to, like, really just like the first Avengers movie where it's, like, you know, some people's complaints about it where it's, like, it was too easy. Like, it was super fun and, like, there, were, there weren't any stakes. There weren't any consequences. And, you know, over time, it's even, like, phase two, phase three, you know, there's there's been plenty mm-hmm. of consequences. But I feel like this phase four could have a subtitle called consequences for yeah. real uh be albeit from other th- things or th- events within the this actual yep. phase uh and you know one of the consequences of this is we get more elena so <laughs> i mean i'm happy with that and so with the way it ended she's going after hawkeye and so like it n- 
very, very sure we're going to see her pop up in the Hawkeye Disney Plus show. Yep. <clears throat> Do you think her and Kate Bishop will be friends by the end of it? Does Haw- Hawkeye isn't automatically renewed for a season two, correct? No, I think it's considered a, a miniseries okay. like everything else. Then, likely. Like, a lot of people think Hawkeye's going to die. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing so too as like a, you know, torch passing. Let's not talk about no, Jeremy real Renner. life. Let's not talk about real life people. Uh, so, yeah, I think it. A, a lot of this is a, a lot of this phase is a transition piece. And, you know, I, it is kind of a sting in like kind of a, a sad way and not in just the fact that Natasha's already dead, but in the fact that like, well... This movie's called Black Widow, and it was supposed to star Natasha, but really it was a vehicle for Elena. the next, you know, her yep. successor in a way. Yeah. How, how does that, how do you feel about that? I mean, from the standpoint of the fact that, you know, we had to wait so long for a Black Widow movie and all that, I think that's a failure on, like, Marvel and Disney's end. Mm-hmm. As someone who enjoyed Yelena much more than... than uh natasha like i enjoyed natasha but yelena was like a a star yeah and so there is a little bit of that like ah man that that kind of that's kind of sucks but you know at the same time like yeah i don't know i it i would rather handled some things well but it should have been handled earlier like it should have been handled earlier and it shouldn't have to have been a post-mortem. Like, I, yeah. I, like, I think there's no way around Disney and Marvel failing to push one of their biggest characters in the, in two, three phases yeah. of movies. Like, I don't think there's a way around saying Disney failed. Because she, she was, she's been in it since the third MCU movie. Yep. So... Knowing that people wanted a female movie and just skipping over her time and time again, no matter the demand, I think all in all, Marvel and Disney failed like to to deliver and to live up to what they could have done. That being said, I would rather Natasha have it like a solid movie, even if it's still like more of an ensemble movie than a bad movie. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, despite all that caveats, like as a movie itself, I'm still able to like it, even with all of the the things that should have been done differently. Also, I enjoyed the weight of the the Red Room Widow program in this movie a hundred million times more than all of the hints we got in Ultron. Yeah, I hated. I hated the way that they handled her backstory in Ultron. It was so dismissive and it was so your entire weight as a woman is being able to have a child. And this, it was much more about um, her consent and being forced to go through all of it. And the, the way that that impacts like her and Yelena and like, all the things that are done to these women and, like, the horror of that in a way that it wasn't 
in the previous one. Like, yeah. their jokes and then having Red Guardian be like, I'm uncomfortable. And it's like, you did this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I enjoyed those parts so much more in this. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, people getting called out for things that they've they've done mm-hmm. in a lot of ways uh so yeah I, I i really appreciated that uh i mean we we we've kept talking about it and it's just yeah i mean it i enjoyed the movie but it it really did its job i'm all aboard the yelena train yep. and that's that's that really uh yeah i i also enjoyed that this movie was not overly sexualized like there was a high likelihood that we would get that you know butts and boobs everywhere yeah shots and we didn't and i really enjoy that they looked like they were outfits they could fight in they looked like outfits that they could survive in and like it felt grounded and not stylized to sexualize female superheroes what we got instead was something even better which was a yelena joke of like so stupid or whatever she she's, does her pose yep. <laughs> she's like yeah no that's stupid <laughs> i mean yeah and it was fun and i just like i enjoyed that and i i don't really who who directed this uh it was kate shortland who is she's an australian filmmaker. there's your thing I got a point directly, like almost at my nose. What did I? Th- what did oh, I do? Oh no! So like that's the thing. Oh oh, the like like with birds of prey. Like that's with birds of prey. So here's the thing. It just the point was so like literally in my nose. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> no no. So like here's the thing. I had no idea going into this that it was a female directed movie. One because they I don't look up directors the same way that Casey does. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and so I rely on Casey for my information on that kind of stuff a lot of the time. Because, you know, it's nice to have a walking cinephile encyclopedia. She is dating an IMDb. For real. (laughs) Um, And so, like, I went into it with no expectations in that direction. So, like, I didn't know who wrote it. I didn't know who was directing it. um, Because, like, unless it's a big thing that someone points out to me beforehand, I don't generally know. And so it makes a lot of sense that this one didn't have those other things. Because it was a female director. And I don't want to stereotype and say male directors can't do that. I'm saying a lot of times, time and time again, it's proven that male directors don't think to to do that. Because they're thinking of what they've been shown and not what life is. And I am all for going into this, finding out it was a dude, and being like, hell yeah, dude. But, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, the... Uh... I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on the the director for Loki, which is probably going to be our next episode. Yep. Uh, so like I said, we're catching that up. up. But their director was Lady, and so that's why they had for her um, uh, an ability for her to be in her, uh, you know, her super outfit and still uh, nurse her her little baby. Yeah. So like you know, I. And I, I've seen a thing recently of showing the the evolution just most, I mean, not just with her, but with a focus on um, Natasha's outfits yep. from Iron Man 2 to now. And just like, a okay, I think we're starting to get there <laughs> finally with the like. Yeah. Also, stuff. also, hi, 
I don't give a rat's booty if you are like, well, what about the origin of the character where they look like this? And look at the, the, the lines of the outfit. Look at the skin shown in an outfit like this. And not just with Black Widow, with She-Ra, with anything. I don't care because I want to see stuff that you could actually do things in. Like, no one's going to fight in a bikini unless somehow someone attacks you at the beach. Like, it's one thing to be caught off guard in a thing. It's another thing to wear an entirely impractical thing. Like, you're getting dressed to go on, like, a magazine shoot. Like, it makes no sense. People don't want to, like, in a general sense, fighting in heels is not the best idea unless you're taking your heels off and stabbing. Hair ties, tying your hair back, having shorter hair, wearing boots, wearing stuff that guards your chest and your stomach, like stuff like that is how you survive and how you fight. It's got so so many pockets. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I will never regret moving in that direction. And when I see people get mad about it, I want them to think about why. And if you can't tell me why without saying because that's not how they originally were you don't get to look at anything except original stories you get no adaptation (laughs) ever because guess what no one looks like they did in an original comic because it was a drawing (laughs) often from like the 40s and 50s yeah and it's just like things change and if you can't accept that you know we can't hang out So I wanted to give... uh, I just wanted a soapbox for a sec. Do it. You look good on your soapbox. Thanks. Uh, The lady who directed the episodes of Loki is Kate Heron. I was like, I... That's why I paused when I was like, Kate Shortland. So we have Kate Shortland who directed this. Kate Heron who directed the Loki show. And then we mentioned Birds of Prey and how they did the hair tie thing. That's Kathy Yan. And so I'm like, lots of... Kate's and Kathy's and I wanted to make sure I got them all right. Yeah. And I just like I'm I'm just so enjoying that thing. Like it is hard to explain to people or like non long-haired female presenting people how much seeing a girl give another girl a hair tie in the middle of a fight is important. Like, it is hard to explain to you why that is, like, a monumental thing to see in an action scene or just in general. Because why did it take, how many, when did that come out, 2019? What? A Birds Birds of Prey? Prey? Uh, 2020. 2020? Yeah. Okay. Why did it take 30 years for me to see that? It's true. Uh, I I personally like, I mean, you know, also the, 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 a lot of the designs are cooler now too. Like you don't have to, like I, and when we go back to WandaVision and we talk about that, her, her new suit is so cool. Like, I mean, I thought she looks cool because in the, in all of her stuff before, just because Elizabeth Olsen looks cool and, you know, she rocks also, whatever like, she... Also, like, I love Scarlet Witch and her outfit is, like, in general, just, like, fun. But it's, like... But it's so bad. 
And it's like, yeah, now that we got there, it's way cooler. And like in, in this movie, I it really liked... It was also liked... a magical girl transformation, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> I really liked Black Widow's white suit. Oh, I yeah. thought it was super cool. It was cool. And, I mean, I liked all of the 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 looks of the, the other widows and stuff. Like, it was cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of the cool badass suits that Yelena has. Yeah. And also, uh, Kate Bishop. I'm really curious to see, like, her full-on outfit. Whether or not I find Haley Seinfeld interesting. I like Kate Bishop. I mean, I like her in things I've She's seen fine. Her. Like, I liked Bumblebee and stuff. I just, like, I... She's just very middle for me in general, but yeah. I'm I'm happy to change my opinion. Yeah, I I hope I hope so too. Cause like, but, I mean, my only like other voiced version of Kate Bishop that I'm familiar with is Ashley Birch, and yep. you know, Ashley Birch. It's Ashley Birch. So my only thing is I don't want to see the Wonder Woman thing happen, <laughs> where we get. The movie, outfits are cool, you know, um, oh my god, agency of character is cool, shots are, like, respectful and really awesome, and she gets that, like, hero treatment to Justice League, where we're upskirting her again, and (laughs) everyone's midriff is everywhere suddenly, from the same people... Like, not not the behind-the-scenes thing, but, like, same characters, just completely redone, because that's, yeah. it was suddenly a dude again. And I just don't want to see that as we go into Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I didn't know if and you Hawkeye. were talking about, yeah, with Hawkeye, with, with Both. Yelena. Yeah. Both. Like, that's the only thing I don't want to see, is, like, if you have these precedents set, and they do such a good job of, like, treating your female characters as actual people please don't backtrack just because you get a male director yeah i hope or so. a writer i'm not putting it all in one basket so one of the things we have to talk about this movie because we've actually been talking like around the movie and that i mean the movie is pretty straightforward like you know the it, it's i think it's also i called breaking her nose Oh yeah! Right you away, you did. Uh, I. Where was it? Oh yeah, we have to talk about all of the ways that because she had how thick her plot armor was in this movie because we know when she dies oh. later, <laughs> <laughs> and just the Bing Bang Boom Boom, all the stuff. The Bing Bang she, Bong. Yep, of all the times you should, should be dead. Be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the amount of times cars crash and flip and everything, and they're just like. Huh, yeah, so good. Yeah, she's just like, my plot armor got... My, your re- plot armor meter was going crazy. It got re-smithed, it got fine-tuned, everything. It is, her plot armor was impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Because literally nothing could kill her in this movie. Or Yelena. Yep. Both of them. Just like... Because they were both in that one car crash that goes like over a wall, down the street, whatever. And I'm just like... I mean, I knew they wouldn't kill Yelena, but at least, like, Black Widow, we know exactly where what happens yeah. to her. And so it was just like... She falls off of, like, a falling ship and she, goes... She plays Plinko on I the know. side of a bunch of buildings. <laughs> I mean... And she's cool. I thought it Dusty was hilarious. But, you know, the, the question is, like, 
you know, I, and I've seen some people say it. Uh, I think it was Daniel Radford, who I love immensely. She said something like, you sure you just have like a little sip, a little sippy sip of the soldier serum? Just a little, it's a little bit, bit. Hi, little. Morty. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, a little bit of super soldier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like she had to have a little bit. Um, and or they I, just don't know how to treat people like they don't. <laughs> I think it may have come up in the Marvel's Avengers game because she's able to jump like super high and stuff. And she still has a grappling hook and stuff. But I feel like there was something of like, you know, I mean, there like she has some kind of well, little bit of extra. Ju- I mean, Hawkeye does, at least in the comics, he has uh, an implant in his eye that allows him to see like it was like. A sim- oversimplification of like a bird's eye view yeah. of stuff and so that's how he's able to be so accurate and yeah. shoot so well and everything i mean here's the thing there's she worked for an organization that made their own super soldier there's nothing to say that their widows don't get like a little boost but not enough to potentially really terminate them yeah i it it seemed like that and like the movie also i mean like here's the thing effect <laughs> Something like that, but also, like, let's go back to the first Avengers, where Thing is flying by, she reaches up and doesn't lose her arm. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Well, you don't understand. It got pulled out of its socket, and then when she does the backflip behind the Chitauri, that lodges itself back in place. It was all in that one fluid motion. Ah, yes. Out, and in. Science. Pop out, and pop in. (laughs) Pop in. Pop it. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite, just like underrated moments of that movie where it's just like everyone's <laughs> shooting explosives, Hulk smashing people, Iron Man shooting his stuff, and you know, Thor's hammering everywhere. And she's like, I'm gonna focus on this one dude. I'm gonna take his ship, I'm gonna stab him in the back with my little daggers, and now he's a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I control yeah. him. He is a joystick to my little ship that I have yes. now. And it's like, Thank you for your contributions, Natasha. The world <laughs> thanks you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I like the movie. Like, could it have been more exciting? Maybe, but I think it would have had to fall in a different place. Because and, it would have had different stakes. Yeah, and I know like there's a lot of comparisons to other things where it gets Instead, very... Instead, m- it had nuggets. Nuggets. Uh, the... They say, like, the Act 3 is very Marvel and stuff, but I felt like it had a pretty good Act 3, and, like, you know, it's got to reach some sort of height I mean, I enjoy sky buildings falling and stuff like that. Like, in general... you enjoy Skyfall, yes, you can say it. (laughs) Yes, I like Skyfall. (laughs) Um, But, like, in general, like, the things that it did are things that I enjoy. Like, it, it hit action movie tropes that I like. And so... I, I liked that the last fight, air quote, was really just uh, trying to get to you, Elena, and skydiving. It was just like a big, giant skydive. It was like... And I, I, do, I did really, really enjoy uh, the relationship between Elena and Natasha. It was very sisterly in a way that, like, felt real. Um, I, I do understand, like, I understand Elena's point of, like... You know, it was the only good time in my life, and that's why it's so important to me. And so that kind of explains to me why they cling to each other as a family, even though it was only for such a short period of time. Yeah, let's let's do a little bit of that, <laughs> and I, that's pretty much the only thing we yeah. have. 
haven't covered about the movie that we should mention is the the family dynamic mm-hmm. and the dysfunctional family. I mean, I I'm all about tro- that's one of my tropes is found family mm-hmm. and dysfunctional family. Like I love those kind of stories. Uh, did you enjoy that with the four of them as a unit? In that, um, like, not only are we, <laughs> we're not really much of a found family, we're a forced family. And, yeah. like, how much that affects the rest of their lives and how much they really care about that. Yes. So, I believed it much more with Elena and uh, Natasha. Yeah. Yes and no on parents. Like, I enjoyed it. Definitely. But I was also just like, you're horrible. <laughs> I think I kind of liked that element of, like, you know, the the one we're supposed to care about the most, like, the core relationship is Natasha and Elena. But I liked that it was, like, the actual... Because, like, the trailers and stuff made it seem like, oh, we're this crazy, silly, dysfunctional family. And it's like, no, this was forced on us. So I like that it was very messy. Yeah. And, like, and you I know, like... not the, the superficial and, and, like, the things that did stay and make it through as, like, a, oh, we actually care. And it things. was also, like, I'm not fully letting you off the hook for things. But Yeah. I actually kind of like that it was very messy. Yeah. No, that's why I mean. That's... So, like, again, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I was presented with other outside of a pig scene I didn't need. Um, and, like, I enjoyed seeing them all interact and getting those moments with stuff. Like, the moment with even, like, Yelena and the Red Guardian. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed them. But I was also just, like, I understand that I'm being told to forget things so I can enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I like... I don't think I can ever fully like parents who send their their quote-unquote kids into human trafficking to get tortured. So, like, I, I think there was a level I was never going to hit. Yeah, and I think that's the only thing is, like, the end being like, oh, look, we're <clears throat> all together and stuff. I think that was the only time that I really felt like that was being kind of uh, glossed over mm-hmm. because... All the other stuff and yep. their core time together did very much feel like that. Of like a, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, and like Delita's like, well, I don't have a uterus, so you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, I one of the things I think that makes that kind of odd couple family relationship things work is when you have levels of it. So uh, that was one of the things I appreciated most about the movie. Actually, was the levels of like you know and it's again adding coal to the fuel to the the yelena train because she's the one that cared about the most Mm -hmm. and so i like that you have someone that's like this was this was my everything (laughs) it was everything to me and then you have another one who's like yeah i didn't really care about it It was all for show and you have one that's kind of like okay i i i didn't at first but you kind of made it and then just like i like the levels of Mm -hmm. that and it was one of my favorite uh, little things about the movie is the the ups and downs of the the varying levels of how much do you care? And to me, that's an interesting yeah. character study thing. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, don't give the dumb guy a headset. That was smart. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like it's David like, Harbour is a funny dude, and so like you know he does his character sucks in a lot of ways, but it's I just like the <laughs> Hopper, yeah, because like trapped in Russian prison. Yeah, I was like, is was that season? Did we just watch season four of Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. Is it all connected? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, they're not. They're mutants. Yes. Uh, that just made me think of the. Uh, he's fast and she's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so much like phase four, there is our hodgepodge review of Black Black Widow. Widow. Overall, yay. I think it was a good start movie for the phase four. I'm happy that we're getting movies again. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a breath. Disney screwed itself over by putting WandaVision first. Yeah. But it was a breath of fresh air, I agree, in that it was a movie format rather than the... the because we've been getting... Just like they were a breath of fresh air from the movies. Now that we've had some of the, a string of those in a row, having a movie was nice. So, yep. you know, and I know once things get a little less wonky, it'll be more of that. Because it looks like they are leaning hard. They had like ele- nine or eleven more... Uh, Did they announce what they string- all were? Nope. They just said they had... It was like either nine or eleven... So, in the in the bank that they haven't talked about. Okay, so like not, not She Hulk. N- of uh previous unannounced. Unannounced. Okay. As of this point, unannounced uh streaming service things. Uh whether or not they were miniseries like, or like please season- don't cancel, please don't cancel, please don't cancel. Yeah. And it's like, well, you need it to keep us yep. if you want us on the plus train, you got Yelena, so we need to stay on the plus train. Because the Elena train is speeding down the tracks <laughs> Woo! Uh, but yeah so i i think it'll be nice to have a little bit of a mix of both yep i agree i hope it doesn't get to the fatigue level of like with the Arrowverse mm. and stuff i think part of that was just way too many episodes per season too many so episodes per season and I, their seasons operated differently yeah so i'm enjoying the like six to eight episode kind of like miniseries arcs and you know if it's I, I'm cool with it if it's just like this is a miniseries and then they'll come back for this miniseries and stuff because that I mean honestly that makes it feel more like comic books where it's just like yep. you know you have a 12 issue run of this and then you know they gotta go be in the team up miniseries for this like that it it's it's starting to feel much like a comic book in that mm-hmm. sense of like the serialization of it you know before it was like what's new in the episode of marvel tv is like yeah. of the movies and stuff but now that we're getting a mix it, it definitely feels like that yeah and i will say like the one benefit that the um disney plus stuff has over things like the arrowverse and stuff is they always like it's disney owned on a disney service they know when they're gonna be canceled and not yeah <laughs> like they they have the complete power. Yeah. They're not answering to any other thing. Unfortunately, the it the shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all those got Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Those all got <laughs> they were sacrificed. Yeah, I'm hoping they come back in some in some way or another. I mean, there's they keep hinting that they might. Yeah, they keep hinting at Daredevil, Daredevil. being in Spider Man and also Kingpin. Yeah, there was that announcement. Was that was it was a a ru- still a rumor at this point, right? I think of so. Kingpin being in um, Hawkeye, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think 
kingpin is part of the my life as a weapon thing it's been a long time since i read it but if they're going that route it it would make sense but yeah i hope they they sprinkle that in and then you know if they want to give him a show back or something later on that would be cool yeah but yeah i just hope it doesn't get fatigued and i hope you didn't get fatigued listening to my rambles Nah, I mean, here's the thing. If you're listening to this, you probably like the rambles. Because that's all we do here. We just like to ramble. We're just little ramblers on the podcast. Lovely. Thanks. So, thank <laughs> so. you all for listening to our podcast. Thanks for, you know, sticking around when we take little breaks here and there. And hopefully you will tune back in next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another new episode. Yeah, because just like Yelena, the Yelena train, we are on track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you would like to talk to us, you can find us all across the internet where I am Amory by the Sea on all the things. I am Case Crusader on all the things. And you will hear us again soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Why? I lost my air. <laughs>